is Gloria Williams with Gloucester County's Community Engagement and Public Information Department. Welcome to October 2022's edition of our Current Conversations podcast. October is Community Planning Month, and to discuss community planning, some upcoming changes to our county's zoning ordinance, and how you can be involved, and much, much more, is Ann Ortiz, our Director of Planning, Zoning, and Environmental Programs, and Carol Rizzio, our Senior Comprehensive Planner. Thank you both for taking the time out to chat with us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks. October is Community Planning Month. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that is and why do we celebrate it? Sure, I'll, I'll take that one. Uh, Community Planning Month, it's a nationwide uh, initiative coordinated by the American Planning Association. So that's kind of our national organization. There's also a Virginia tap chapter. And Gloucester started doing it in 2008. So we've been doing it for 15 years. But the real reason why we celebrate it is that we are very fortunate to have so many great citizen planners. So in addition to our professional planners on staff, and we have regional planners in the Hampton Roads region and also in our Middle Peninsula planning uh, district, we have local planners. Our planning commissioners are all uh, citizen volunteers that meet every month. And although they get paid a minor stipend, they uh, do a lot for uh, very little. And so they're a great group. And we also have our Board of Zoning Appeals. And those are, again, citizen volunteers that help us when making decisions about special exceptions. And um, then we recently started our transportation planning subcommittee. So they've been helping us with our transportation plan. So um, we are really very appreciative of all these citizens that help us with planning. You know, planning is a community uh, involved process. And so we're very fortunate to have a lot of members of our community involved with us. Excellent. You know, every single aspect of the community has a plan and <laughs> you don't always necessarily think about it. You just you get up, you drive your car, you go to the store. You don't necessarily think about all that goes into it. So it's really interesting and seems like a very important month uh, to celebrate all the hard work that goes into that. So part of your department in um, the departments that you work in are you know planning, zoning, and environmental programs. Can you talk a little bit about zoning, a little bit about the history of zoning in our own Gloucester County? And you know we've talked about this before, but who makes the rules? Who decides how zoning works and, and what's allowed and what's not allowed. I can, and it's a little complicated, so I hopefully I don't bore you, um, but <laughs> zoning is actually, a, it's an exercise of what's called the police power that's in the constitution. And that's what gives government the authority to protect the health, safety, moral, and general welfare of society. And so zoning is actually part of our county code. So it's the laws impacting the use of land based on our comprehensive plan. It actually started in the early 1900s when, you know, they used to have tenements. So like in New York City, you know, people were living in horrible conditions and the government decided we need to do something about it to separate the uses. After that, there was a Standard City Planning and Enabling Act in 1928, and that was actually upheld by the Supreme Court, the right to to regulate property, a case that most planners know is the Euclid versus Am Ambler case in 1926. We're, we're subject to a lot of the constitutional requirements for due process, and we have to meet, you know, certain things. So we can't just make up rules and plan. The governing body in, in Gloucester County, that would be the Board of Supervisors, makes the rules for um, for zoning and for all the laws. But we are enabled to do that by the state. So we are what's called the Dillon Rule State, meaning that we can only do what the state enables us to do. There are other states called Home Rule States that can make up their own. You know, they don't have to follow it as closely. But 
So that really affects what we can and can't do when it comes to zoning. Board of Supervisors, with they get recommendations from the Planning Commission, and you know we, the staff, work closely with them, and you know we work with other localities. We kind of see what other localities are doing. That's how we come up with zoning regulations. And in Gloucester, we didn't actually adopt zoning till 1984. We actually did have a subdivision ordinance in the 60s, but it only applied to small lots. So there was some regulation um, about development. And then in 19 in the 70s, we had got an erosion and sediment control law. So it wasn't just, you know, no laws, but we didn't have any zoning regulations of where things can be located and, you know, what types of uses. And I, I just wanted to add one more thing. It's really important to note the difference between planning and zoning. So planning is just, as you said earlier, just planning. We're trying to plan for the future. We have our comprehensive plan. We have our capital improvements plan. We have a strategic plan. So we have a lot of plans and that's kind of what we hope to see, our goals and objectives, and then how we'd like to see it implemented. Zoning is how we are trying to implement it. So, you know, what uses, where do we want them? How much density do we want to see? You know, what areas do we want to be rural? You know, how do we want to, um, where do we want it to be more dense? You know, where do we want sidewalks and those kind of things? And so those are all put in ordinances as requirements for how you develop your land. And that's um, what we're looking to, you know, modify in the zoning ordinance update is, is that those, those requirements. That's really helpful. Thank you. I mean, that's an important distinction between what planning is and zoning is because they certainly are related, <laughs> but they're different. Why is zoning important? And what would what would things what could things look like in, in the county without zoning? And I'll start, but I, I think Carol might have some things to add to that. But um, so a lot of Gloucester Point was developed prior to zoning. And so um, you can kind of see the difference. A lot of the buildings are right close to the road and, you know, you don't have setbacks. Another good example is we've modified our ordinance quite a bit. Actually, I meant to say this earlier, we adopted zoning in 84, but we did a countywide rezoning in 1998. And they adopted regulations for the highway corridor, which is Route 17. And there was a lot of landscaping requirements. And you can even see the difference in signage. We've reduced our requirement, like you can't have the big tall signs anymore. So they still exist in the county. They're legally non-conforming, meaning they were legal when they were built, but they wouldn't be legal today. So that kind of shows the difference as zoning changes. We've now amended and gotten rid of a lot of the landscaping requirements. So some of the new developments you'll see, we do have landscape around the parking, but we don't have all that landscaping requirements along like in the front of the building, a lot of people complain they couldn't see the building, you know. So, Carol, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I do. And that actually leads kind of right into what I was going to say. So what what would the county look like without any zoning is if you could be in a neighborhood zoning now, residential districts require only houses. Um, if there weren't any zoning, somebody could come in and put an industrial property next to your industrial business, put a restaurant next to you. Um, you could put a lot of our business districts to exclude residential houses. So you're it would really the county would be look like whatever anybody wanted to do on their property they could do. So one of the things that we really wanted to talk about today is the zoning ordinance update. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about why we're updating it, what it entails, and why public input is important in something like this? Sure, I'll, I'll take that one. Why are we updating it? Um, there's several reasons. One is kind of administrative. Our current ordinance is kind of difficult to use. You have to uh, use a lot of tables and you have to go reference between different areas and it's not real clear the re what the regulations are or easy to find what you can and can't do on your parcel. So a big part of it is reformatting so that it's easy. If somebody is in a district 
they know exactly what the regulations are for that district and what uses can and can't go in it. And then also if somebody has a use that they want to bring to the district, they can look regulations for that specific use and identify which districts it's in so they know where they can start to search for property. We're also updating um, new state code laws, we're bringing them into the zoning ordinance. And then the third one, implementing the board's strategic plan and implementing the comp plan. Uh, so in the strategic plan that the board has, the um, several objectives are spur a thriving economy. Um, and so we're making some changes to our B2 district, which is that mixed use village business to encourage different types of development to bring more people into our village areas. Another strategic objective is to encourage a mix of houses and um, uses, uh, preserve our rural character, which when we did our solar ordinance update, that was a very hot topic. Updating the zoning ordinance is going to help us to do that as well. And then remove any unnecessary regulations. You know, a lot of times regulations are put in at the time because it makes sense. And then as time goes on or you use it, just it just doesn't seem to do what it was supposed to do. So going through and removing anything that's unnecessary. So it's been a very long process. It entails first a review of all the uses that were permitted and establishing or revising the definitions for that use. So it's very clear and easy to understand what specific businesses would fall under each use. Then we took all those uses and we looked at which districts they were permitted and were not permitted. There's five categories of districts. So we have a conservation district, residential districts, commercial districts, industrial district, agricultural agricultural important one. <laughs> um, and then there are over 100 uses that spread out into those different categories. So we looked at all the uses and where should they permit be permitted and not permitted. And then some uses such as um, livestock, agriculture, um, home occupations need supplemental regs. So they need kind of extra layer of if you're going to have a home occupation, what are the regulations that would fall on you to have that home occupation? So then we went through and we looked at all the, the uses that would require those and established regulations for that. And then why is the public input important? Um, so it's very important. As Anne said, this basically establishes what you can and can't do on your land in the county, what types of businesses are and are not permitted in the county and where are they permitted. So it's very important that the public provides input to that because it directly affects them. And also not everyone agrees. There's different perspectives based on different uses, based on how they should be regulated. So it's always good to get different public input. Um, it helps to ensure that regulations are based on multiple viewpoints and not just one. They, you know, it's the, they help to guide, you know, public support. So even though we had the comp plan and this has been a four-year process and Carol Rizzio is kind of, she's taken the lead on it and, and, you know, been wonderful with it. But we first we work with staff and then we get the staff's recommendations and we fight amongst ourselves and then we bring it to the planning commission and so our citizen seven citizen planners they all have input and so some things like home occupations we've talked about for literally months months <laughs> and then we we do joint meetings with the board of supervisors so after four years we've kind of gone through a large section of the zoning ordinance actually we're not done but we uh, we're done with all the use tables so even with all that input, we need to hear what the community says. You know, we know what our seven planning commissioners that agree or don't agree on and all this information. So Carol does a PowerPoint at every meeting and she writes notes on what they agreed or not in the decision they made. So the public can follow along, you know, and it, it, it is overwhelming and it's a lot of information, but we do need people's input because 
it not only affects what they can do on their property, but it affects what their neighbor can do. Thank you for that. And it goes without saying, public input is paramount to making sure that we're making decisions that reflect, you know, the community's desires and vision. So how can the public participate um, in this actual zoning ordinance update? Yeah, so there, there's three ways. Probably the simplest, most direct way is to just to give us a call and tell us what you're interested in, what you're concerned about. And we can walk you through the ordinance and the changes that are coming and get your input that way. It's probably the simplest. Um, we do have a website on our zoning, on our planning and zoning page. It's called the Zoning Ordinance Update. All the documents are on there now. We are going to be adding a summary presentation that goes over kind of what we talked about today and some of the major changes. It'll list all the uses. It'll describe all the different zones. Um, so getting familiar with that, looking specifically at what zone you're in and what is permitted, and then maybe looking at the table of uses and seeing if there's any use that you want to do, how is it regulated and what are those regulations, if there are any supplemental in addition to where it's permitted, you know, what are those, and providing comments specifically on that. To keep it simple, I would just focus on those things that you're, you may want to do either on your parcel or you're concerned about maybe somebody doing next to you. And then the third way is um, you can really delve deep into those regulations. We're gonna have three public open houses in November and those dates will be coming out in the Beehive. Um, we're gonna, again, do that presentation, kind of a summary of the changes and things you might wanna consider providing some input on um, and then just talk to us at those meetings. So they're gonna be two hour long, just kind of come and go as you please meetings and we'll be there to talk to you about any questions you may have. And then after that, there will be the formal public hearings. But the reason why we wanted to do the open houses is you can't ask questions at a public hearing. You could say that you hate this. You could say that you like this. And the board can't answer you. You know, um, sometimes they'll engage in conversation. But for the most part, it's a one-way street at the public hearing. So we wanted people to have a chance to ask questions. Well, it seems like there's a lot of opportunity for public input. So not only can they call you directly at 693-1224, they can go on the website and familiarize themselves with the zoning ordinance update. Um, and they can also come to one of three meetings, different nights of the week in the county to, to provide input and get receive clarification. Something we definitely rec recommend, you know, individuals in the community taking advantage of those opportunities. You know, we've talked a bit about the zoning ordinance update and zoning and planning and planner month. Can you talk, you know, a little bit about some current development projects underway in the county? Sure. I have, um, I've, I'm going to focus on the ones that people might see happening either now or soon. So one of the first ones just up on Main Street is split ends. So there's just been a new curb cut put in there. Um, so they're moving from traditional Main Street up further on Main Street um, there. So they're going to be in their own building that um, I believe they purchased. So that's exciting for them. Um, just up the road from them is Main Street Landing. So that is 131 lots. That was developed as a planned unit development. So they kind of created their own zoning district. So they're small lots, um, age in place, planned um, houses. And um, th that's almost built out and it's almost sold out. So that's kind of finishing up, but that's been a big project right along the bypass. Uh, Fox Mill Center where TJ Maxx is and the Walmart, that has an approved plan for a lot more retail further south. And so I spoke to the owner of that and he's looking for tenants. So he's hoping to continue that development um, soon. So it already has an approved plan. He just needs the tenants and then he's gonna go ahead and, and build more there. 
The reserve at Gloucester Village is just south of there. So that is a, a major development in the county, um, a total of 1,124 homes. Uh, they can only build 170 per year. And we have the first two phases under review right now. Uh, they are hoping to get approval for their ENS and stormwater. So you might be seeing some land clearing there soon. So their main entrance is going to be on 17, just south of uh, Short Lane, Burley Road intersection there. Um, and then they eventually have an intersection or access on Burley. And then over time, it's it's about a 900 acre site. They'll connect to Bellroy and then all the way to Hickory Fork. So if you can imagine, it's it's a pretty big site that was also developed as a plan unit development, a PUD. And we'll see, you know, they might, uh, it's all clustered right now near the front. So there's a lot of open space. It was originally built as a, uh, designed as a golf course, but they're just keeping open space. Another one under construction that's, you know, getting close to being done is the Gloucester Strip Retail. That's where the old SunTrust building was, uh, just south of Wendy's. And that's going to have three units in it. Further south at Gloucester Point, um, we're finishing up review of a Dunkin' Donuts. So that um, is going, it's a pretty tight spot just south of uh, Great Road that, you know, goes, brings into Great Road. It's south of the In-N-Out convenience store there should be under construction soon. Uh, then the, a lot of people have asked about the Gloucester uh, Transportation Facility on T.C. Walker Road. So that um, that was a capital improvement plan project. So that's something that the county and the schools work together on. And then when that gets built, the, the uh, schools will be moving over to there with their bus facility. And then the county will be moving its public utilities department to the old page bus site. And also our mosquito control is moving there. And then that will open up the property that's on... Um, on 17 where the mosquito control is now for future development. And then um, the county be working with the economic development authority on the future development of the page site. So a lot, a lot of things going on. And again, encourage public input as all the all, all those all those occur. Uh, where Academy, we're reviewing plans now, they're doing a phased expansion of their facility. So again, that's exciting for them. Uh, landing codes, people have asked about that. That's the project being constructed just south of um, Centera, south of the business park. So Landing Coates is building their own facility and moving up to the north end of the county. They are currently down um, near Guinea, north of Guinea Road. We have several solar projects underway uh, right now. Uh, Carver's Creek at the north end of the county, that's about 800 acres, um, probably about 600 acres of development, mostly currently on the west side of 17. They haven't gotten approval for construction yet, but they have approved plans. Winterberry Solar is on the core property. So again, that's to the southwest of the business park. Um, you probably won't be able to see it, but you might start seeing construction vehicles. They're actually under construction right now. Camellia Solar is um, on Daffodil Lane, just past Brent and Becky's. They're very close to getting approval. So that's about 200 acres of solar. And then we have a small uh, solar facility, Cow Creek, which is near Brown Park. Again, you probably won't be able to see it. It's behind in a wooded area. Um, that's only about 10 acres. So they're they're supposed to be submitting their plan any day now. So we'll see about that. And if people are interested in development, we do um, put a development chart in our planning commission packet every month. Uh, not everything goes to the planning commission. So most things that are just site plans go through county you know, staff review. So um, that chart contains a lot of things because the general assembly keeps extending when a plan is valid. So it has a lot of old development on it um, that still could be developed, but is inactive. But we highlight the ones that are active there. So if people are interested, that is always available on our website the, under the um, Planning Commission packet material. It's always in the consent agenda. If the public would like to provide input 
uh, they can attend meetings, they can go to the website and also review some of these tables that you're referring to. Is that correct? Correct. Although uh, it's important to note that the only things that, um, so most projects are by right, um, that when they get to the development chart, they are either approved through a rezoning, um, but if it's already zoned for it, so if it already is commercial zoning, then it's a site plan and it's not a public hearing. And same with uh, subdivisions. So if it's already zoned for it, it would just be a, a subdivision review. So, um, but when something is rezoned, like the villages started out literally 2007 and is now being built, but it's been through several changes since it was originally adopted. It was originally approved, it came in as the barons, it got approved as the villages, was amended in 2017, and now is finally being built by a, a somebody bought it and uh, he's finally developing it. And then Mr. Kubicki's um, property, the Fox Mill Center, that was rezoned right before I got here, I think in 1995, and he's still working on it. So, <laughs> so things, you know, planning is uh, incremental. You know, even when we're talking about transportation planning, um, you know, things get, projects get approved and it's years before you actually see things being built on the ground. So people have to be patient, but we do want input where, you know, people hate the way things are going, they need to let their board and planning commissioners know that, and that's how you can get changes. So, excellent. Well, it is. It's it's great. To, it's always great to hear from you guys, and it's wonderful for the community to know. You know, the the county wants input. The county wants to know what the community wants. So, um, there and there's lots of ways to do that, especially around this uh, zoning ordinance update. Well, this has been wonderful, and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Do you have any other things to add, things we didn't cover for the good of the community? Just that we probably will be uh, reaching out to the community. We're working on our transportation element of our comp plan, so that will be another opportunity for people to give us their input about transportation. And then um, we are hoping to start a project on Warehouse Road getting public input on that. Um, we're doing a feasibility study. So uh, we do have a lot going on, a lot of opportunities for public input, and we appreciate your help um, and your department's help in, in getting the word out. And so you, we did a great job with the survey on the um, bike paths, and we've applied for funding for as much as we can get funding for. So we'll keep people uh, posted on whether we get some funding, but uh, always looking for public input. That's wonderful. The multimodal uh, transportation study was a great example of how when the community comes out and speaks, it gives so much information to your team um, to put to put forward. And let's see if some of those projects get funded. That'd be great. Um, thank you to everyone who turned in for today's current conversations. For the most up-to-date information from Gloucester County Planning, Zoning, and Environmental Programs, go to our website at gloucesterva.info. Um, don't forget, there will be several meetings around the zoning ordinance update in November. So keep your eyes out for those as those dates and locations come available. If you have any uh, questions and would like to speak to somebody from their department directly, please call 804-693-1224. And as always, for the most up-to-date information about Gloucester County, please go to our website or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Gloucester VA. Thank you both very much. Thank you.